0: be, or we're beginning, like you say, uh, just beginning our spiritual path, one of the best things that anyone can do is to have gratitude. So just very briefly, everything is energy and even thoughts and emotions are energy. And even the actions we take is energy. So when we have an emotion of upset or depression or anger or whatever type of emotion that Does not feel good. And there's that word again, does not feel good. It doesn't feel good to be jealous. It doesn't feel good to have that frustration or stress. But if we're in that space, try to recognize it, be in awareness. And then if you can, try to find something that you're thankful for. There's so many things to be thankful for. We can be thankful. And then tap into that thankfulness. Feel it and be with it. For example, the be grateful you even can get out of bed. You're healthy enough. You've got water at your fingertips any time of day at the kitchen faucet. Or how about the food we have? I mean, you can think basic stuff, but not everyone has.
1: Namaste, beautiful souls. I'm Shilpa, and you're tuned into the Omni Mindfulness Podcast, a sanctuary for spiritual entrepreneurs. As a holistic mindfulness coach and social marketing strategist, I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey. On this show, we explore captivating stories and provide practical tools that deepen your connection with your authentic self. Through the personal and professional narratives of remarkable individuals, we expand our consciousness and ignite the spark of possibility. Each season, I curate content that empowers you to create a holistic lifestyle, encompassing spirituality, mindfulness, energy awareness, and mindset. Join me as we engage in conversations with experts in their respective fields and share solo casts from yours truly, all aimed at supporting you and relaxing, revitalizing, resetting your body, mind, and spirit. I'm your host and the visionary behind Omni Mindfulness. So what if just one story had the power to shift the trajectory of your life? What if you could become an instrument in helping others realize their true selves? And what if your soul's higher purpose lies in experiencing the joy of Omni Mindfulness? Remember, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Welcome to Season 8 of the Omni Mindfulness Podcast. During this exciting season, we delve deep into the power of mindset. In October, join us as we explore Happy Mind. Is happiness an inside-out job? We'll explore the concept of happiness from various perspectives, ranging from DNA and brain health to mindfulness practices. Moving into November, it's all about conscious connections. Loneliness can be an epidemic, especially during the holidays. Let's understand the art of forming meaningful connections. And in December, we wrap up 2023 with the theme, Embodied Awareness. Discover how to connect your body, mind, and spirit for a holistic approach to life. Stay tuned for thought-provoking conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. It's a season you won't want to miss. And next up, I have Kate Heartstrong. Kate is an author, speaker, coach, teacher, and Reiki master. The deep wisdom Kate shares comes from her unique gift of receiving profound wisdom while meditating, as well as insights gained from overcoming her childhood trauma, life experiences, and education. These provide Kate's deep passion, empowerment, and compassion she offers her readers, clients, and audiences. Her clients and audiences often comment on how safe they feel with her, benefit from her calming energy, and are able to reach their goals by working with her. It's Kate's knowing that when we start with one person at a time, a ripple effect occurs supporting peace on a global level because we're all interconnected. Kate's own inspirational quote says it best, peace within, peace on earth. And now here's Kate having a conversation on the topic of conscious connections.
2: Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for being on my podcast.
0: Oh, I am delighted. Thank you, Shilpa. It's so wonderful to be here.
2: Well, you and I, before I hit record, we're having such a wonderful conversation about (laughs) things I feel like we're already in alignment.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally.
2: Yeah. And so the month theme is conscious connection. And you and I appear to be very much in alignment with even our sort of philosophy around Mm -hmm. what it means to have conscious connection yes especially around the holidays when people do tend to get lonely and i believe that it would be nice to hear your perspective in tools people can have particularly now so that they can ease into the holidays without feeling a sense of connection Mm -hmm. with others
0: Mm -hmm. wonderful yes i There's so many different branches and thoughts I could go down. Um, My first thought is how important it is. And, And interestingly, I read something beautiful reminder this morning on this very topic, which I really believe is true. And that is to having the connection within ourselves and God or the all that is or the higher power universe, whatever word we use that the number one connection, conscious connection, is to have that connection with the all that is. Because truly, the real source of connection, and that results in a higher vibration, it results in a more jo- more <laughs> joyful living. The true connection is with source. And from there, we can fill up, and it can help us. And then, of course, we've got the external Connection as well as this internal connection. But I believe that if we have that internal connection first and we are really connected with ourselves and we know ourselves well, or we're on our way to learning more about ourselves and we're living authentically and we feel better about ourselves and we have that beautiful connection with spirit, then we are better able then naturally to attract to us like minded people like-minded you know like attracts like and then this will easily it has been my experience and i know others will say this uh it's such a wonderful demonstration how if we are in that flow people come to us naturally and of course we need to take steps to go out and meet people such as oh you know great groups like meetup.com or go to the church you know there's many ways to meet people but to me Shilpa, that that to me represents the consciousness, that connection first within, and then that makes it easier to have that external connection.
2: Absolutely. And you mentioned the word authentic, which is very key here, because when you are aligned within yourself to your higher self, and then you're authentic to yourself, then when you're ready to step out to connect yeah. with others. You are representing your full self, yes. you know, self-acceptance. Absolutely.
0: Beautifully said. Isn't that true? Because when we can, and you know, everything starts from within. So when we can accept ourselves and live in that place of authenticity, we are, again, we will draw to us people who are more of the same. And how wonderful is that? It's such a lovely way. You know, what we put out comes back.
2: absolutely and making those connections externally once you've become aligned allows you to then perhaps even shift your i would say brain chemistry because your brain is now responding and it's like exercise the endorphins are kicking in Mm -hmm. you're a sense of joy in a lot of communities you see people living longer because Mm -hmm. there is that connection and dinner isn't about just having the television on or some distractions and mm-hmm. enjoying the food with good conversation.
0: Absolutely. And that's so beautiful. And you mentioned about the brain and the, how it changes. That reminds me of the, of the term neuroplasticity. And that I love sharing this with people because to me, it helps them to become empowered, to know that they can make a shift in their brain. Neuroplasticity is really representing that, the brain can shift and change and make uh, new connections with different neurons. And in that we can make a shift in our lives. So not just on an energetic level, because everything is energy, but also on the neuron brain level. So I find that so intriguing and empowering because we we don't have to think we are victims. We do have the power to make change.
2: Absolutely. I just wrote about this last night because it was World Mental Health Day. And I did some research and collected some tidbits about what it means to affect our brain chemistry. And it seems that it's pretty clear that neuroplasticity is not only accessible in terms of us being able to control it, but also our ability to then say, I'm not a victim. It, yeah. because You know, so a lot of people say, well, it's my DNA. Well, yes, that will probably affect you on a chemistry level and on many levels. I, I won't deny that. But you are not a victim. You have the ability. And the, the, those new neural, neural connections you make in your brain also is metaphoric to you making new connections with other humans because if we're all yeah. energy,
0: Making oh, yeah. right. Oh, I love that. I haven't thought of it that way. But isn't that true? I love that metaphor. It is all about connection, whether it's connection to ourselves, or connection to others, or connection to source, spirit. Yeah, that's lovely. That's a beautiful metaphor.
2: Thank you. Well, one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on my podcast for this particular topic is your book humanity's cry for change. And that really spoke to my heart. I would love for you to elaborate on your book and your
0: message. Oh, thank you. I was very blessed many years ago to discover I have the gift of channeling information through meditation. And this is the result of my first book back in 2010, Deeply We Are One, and now my latest book, Humanity's Cry for Change. So I feel like I'm very honored to be the messenger. And in essence, humanity's cry for change shares key concepts that we individually and collectively need to take if we want to survive. If we want to survive as a species, so much has to change. And the good news is we can change individually and the book describes how, and we can also change on a collective basis. It, one of the key concepts is the interconnection connection <laughs> uh, that we all have with life and that through this connection, we actually, when we, well, when we live in a place of oneness living, understanding we are interconnected, we then better understand how what we do to another also affects us and how everything interpenetrates and coalescence with each other. So there's a lot of, lot of advantages to humanity to understanding the oneness. Another key thing it shares is our shift from the old age of Pisces into the new age of Aquarius, the old age of 2,000 years of male dominance and competition and aggression and thinking more is the answer to moving into a more collaborative loving peaceful kind knowing that we're all interconnected there is unity but in order to get there we have to go through a birthing process and we are going through that right now and it's very can be painful it's very challenging on individuals and also on the collective all of humanity so the book describes why this is And there's also simple exercises in there that help a person to raise their vibration, for example. Or another is about the importance of living authentically. And then there's some other really wonderful, simple exercises that help us prime and condition ourselves to have a better life within ourselves. And as we do, and we feel better, those around us feel better, and we are adding to the collective consciousness. So imagine, I always love to share this, imagine 100,000 or 100 million people or even a billion people doing their own individual work. The impact on a positive level happens to the collective consciousness and there is a shift that is happening. I think more and more people are awakening. So those are some key points on my book.
2: I love the fact that you have exercises in your book as well. I feel like that a lot of us, myself included, love to feel that I'm taking action. I'm doing
0: something. Yeah, yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that there are things we can do, and I am taking action. I like how you pointed that out.
2: That is lovely. And in your book, when you mentioned channeling, I find that so fascinating because right now we live at least – I'm around a lot of souls, like yourself, who believe in the higher source and the energy and things that are perhaps considered more subtle in nature is obvious. However, when I step out of the house and say, go to the store, I may not be, I may be the only one in the store who's feeling that way or thinking that way. And so it's a little bit of a challenge at times when you do have that different perspective Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's, it's really revealing to me that when you say channeling, that that is something perhaps um, 10, 20 years from now, more people learn to experience and accept.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we actually all have the gift of channeling. Another way to word it is um, automatic writing, where, you know, again, it's, very important to be in a place of alignment and connection like we've been talking about that connection with source and in doing that and i find i can do that best in meditation in that then the words come to me a group of angels that are assigned to me so to speak assigned to many but speaking through me so we do all actually have the gift not all of us are meant to use it in every single lifetime. But I think you're spot on. I think it's going to become more and more accepted and mainstream. I think part of our evolution, which my book also describes that we're going through and the most extraordinary, profound shift evolution ever since humanity. But I think part of that that evolution is our, our tapping into and using our divine gifts such as channeling or telepathy, and to become more in tune with our intuition, all of those, and so many other gifts that we are really capable of but we really, maybe so many of us haven't been conditioned or taught to do this in our society, but I think that's shifting.
2: And it's, yeah, and I I find it intriguing that you mentioned the word writing. I feel like when I was younger, I was able to um, write things that came to me. So in, mm-hmm. there were poetries, but they were deeper than what my age level would have been able to grasp. Wow, that's wonderful. The, on the passing of time and the illusion of time. And I remember when it came to me, I was 18. I just woke up, grabbed a pen, and wrote out this poem.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So- that's beautiful.
2: I've I'm lost it though over the years. I think it's because I became too cerebral, too logical, and lacking in trust. And I think a lot of this does mm-hmm. require tuning in and trusting.
0: Yes, it does. Absolutely. It really does.
2: Perhaps, maybe just on that topic, it's coming to me. So maybe we go there. When we come to the place of making connections externally, Before we hit record, I mentioned that good company can uplift us, but company that is not vibrating on the same level or those souls, they may not necessarily be conducive of uplifting us. Mm -hmm. How do you tune in and intuitively know what is right when Mm -hmm. maybe you're not that tuned in yet or not that tuned in with your intuition?
0: Oh, excellent question. The answer is to be in a place of awareness with your feelings. The feelings is our natural inner guidance system. So the feelings are like, oh, it could be like a feeling of of an emotion, or it could be a feeling in your physical body. And I think all of us are quite familiar with, you know, that scared feeling in our gut, or I used to get a pain, uh, actual physical one second feeling in my heart when I was in a place of fear. But I think all of us could relate to the idea of of we all have sensations, whether they're physical or they may be an emotional fear. For example, let's say a person walks into a room at a party and everyone seems happy and it feels good to walk into that party. And it feels like it's uplifted and happy and celebratory. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right. Celebration. (laughs) And likewise, when we walk into a room, let's say there was a really big argument between a couple of people, or we're walking into a funeral, we can definitely feel and sense there's some energy, it's different. So, my my suggestion is for us to number one, in all areas of our life, if we can, the key is to be in a place of awareness. And so in this co- context, to have an awareness of how am I feeling? When you see someone that you really like, do you feel good? And then maybe you meet someone at a party and for you know, Nothing against him, but he he or she feels icky. Trust that feeling. So I would say the best thing to do when you're, if a person is going out to try to meet people, to trust yourself. Start paying attention to how you're feeling. And if a person is not so accustomed to trusting their gut feeling, then I would suggest give it a try and then see what the end result is. If you trust your gut feeling and then you can start remembering, oh, as a result of my trusting that I should not have gone with that person, oh, I feel a sense of relief. Use that sense of relief as oh, uh affirmation or or a confirmation you made the right decision, if that makes sense. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. It makes
2: sense, and I think that. That wisdom would have been very helpful for me when I was growing up. And
0: me too. <laughs> you know,
2: when that was in my younger days, where often we're so eager just to be around others who you just feel like not, you assume that they're aligned, but may it may not be the truth. Yeah. And so now now that we've talked about external connections and knowing that humanity is in need of that shift. Perhaps we can uh, go deeper into how, do we, what type of tools can you use if you're new to spirituality, so that being alone isn't so scary. Because I know a lot of people who share that, oh, I can meditate, I can be alone with my thoughts, or I have to do something. And however, the the pathway to alignment
0: is through meditation yes there are many different ways to meditate and if a person so I will share a couple of things one is the meditation and I also have another simple simple but it's so effective I always love sharing this and that has to do with gratitude so I'll share with that in a minute but the first is meditation you know depth. The definition of meditation is actually very simple. It is whatever a person is really keenly focused on. So a person does not have to sit in a chair and have to have quiet thoughts in order to meditate. Thoughts come and go and it's normal. The more a person meditates, the less thoughts will come. But, you know, I've been meditating for, I don't know, 30 years. And occasionally I'll still have a meditation where thoughts come in. So that's normal. But another great way to meditate is to take a walk in nature and just be so keenly present in the moment, checking out the trees, hearing the birds, or recognizing the silence, feeling your feet on the ground, being so keenly present. That is a way of meditation. Another thing is art or music. When we're doing like art and we're so like, just so in the moment in that creativity, we're not thinking about the past or the future, right? Or if we're so engaged in the amazing music and we're just so enamored with it, we're so at one with it. That's also a form of meditation. So I would encourage anyone to think about that. A second way that we can really uplift uplift ourselves when we're in a place maybe we do feel alone or maybe, yeah, we're not in the space we want to be or we're beginning, like you say, uh, just beginning our spiritual path. One of the best things that anyone can do is to have gratitude. So just very briefly, everything is energy and even thoughts and emotions are energy. And even the actions we take as energy. So when we have an emotion of upset or depression or anger or whatever type of emotion that does not feel good. And there's that word again, does not feel good. It doesn't feel good to be jealous. It doesn't feel good to have that frustration or stress. But if we're in that space, try to recognize it, be in awareness. And then if you can try to find something that you're thankful for. There's so many things to be thankful for. We can be thankful and then tap into that thankfulness. Feel it and be with it. For example, the be grateful you even can get out of bed. You're healthy enough. You've got water at your fingertips any time of day at the kitchen faucet. Or how about the food we have? I mean, you can think basic stuff. But not everyone has this. And there's so much we can be grateful for, grateful for our friends and grateful that I can even speak, that I have a throat and I can talk. There's so much to be grateful for. And if we can just tune into and be grateful, feeling it and truly feel it, not out of rote, not out of just, okay, I'm grateful, but sincerely having that gratitude will help. Now, I always like to share It's really important, please, don't ignore your upsets. Don't ignore that you are upset with this person or you are feeling jealousy. It's okay to feel it. It's important to acknowledge it, but then work through with whatever tools you have to process through those upsets. And then in that, you can better release it. Maybe it'll come up again, but at least if you can be aware of it and then release it through processing, this helps. Then go back into that one of the simplest tools, is, like I mentioned, the gratitude. So, again, and that raises our vibration into feeling the higher vibrational emotions of joy and kindness and love because the heart is opening up. And again, how do we feel when our heart is open? And when we're with that special person and they bring us so much joy or how do we feel when we're so connected to God, to spirit, and that connection feels like bliss. So those are two simple things we can do.
2: And that's so profound for the holidays because often it's especially Thanksgiving. People sit around and acknowledge the things that they are thankful for. And I have a new perspective on gratitude that I may not have had even just a few years ago because of this concept of, since we are all energy, and if you focus on the things that you do find positive, then what you're doing is you're attracting more of it,
0: yeah, right? So
2: like you were saying, though, you know, it's not to mean that things aren't, Things are perfect. There might be that one character in your life that has caused or triggered inside of you something. However, by hyper focusing on those yeah. unpleasant negative things, we inadvertently attract more of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, it's all a lot of it can be unconscious unless we choose to live a conscious life. And that's why I always share how good it is, how beneficial to be in a place of awareness. How am I feeling right now? And what does my body tell me today?
2: (laughs) Yes, and that actually is a really good point as well. Again, new um, information that I've sort of processed over the last few years, when you are meditating or when you become aware of those unpleasant things, if you try to suppress it and not acknowledge it, those yes. that energy becomes locked in your body. Yes. Then you really feel stuff, but you may not make that connection that
0: right.
2: this has you know become locked energy right. on a it, material level on on your physical level, because um we we may not have acknowledged some people live in denial of. Certain things. I that's why journal helps. That's why gratitude helps. Yes. And even meditate when those thoughts come, you observe them. You're like, oh, oh, that like I'm just making one scenario, but I was in some situation where somebody said something unpleasant.
0: Yeah.
2: Rather than just letting it go, just say I acknowledge it. I see you. Yes. And now I choose to let it go.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Right. It's so so essential that we do acknowledge it and not stuff it, because like you say, it does get stuck in our physical body. Well, it'll get stuck in our um, other levels of our body energy. And if it doesn't get resolved, it turns into disease on the physical level. And people, like you said, they don't always associate it. Oh, I really don't feel that way. Oh, I shouldn't feel that way. Well, the body is reacting. Your emotions are reacting. So again, that's where the key is for the awareness. How Mm -hmm. am I feeling? I had something happen this morning that really upset me. And so I was like, oh, and I allowed myself to feel the feelings. And I went out and took a short run and Mm -hmm. let it out and processed it. So I feel a lot better. I'll deal with this this particular situation later, not with the person when I'm angry, but now I process the anger out. I'm going to calm down and I will talk with him probably tomorrow. And so, you know, not talking to him out of anger, but out of a place of love and connection, you know, like your theme today. I love your theme, the connection. How am I going to talk with this person we all know it doesn't do any good to talk if we're from an, from a low vibrational energies like anger, frustration. But when I work on my own self, release it, then I can get into a place much more centered and from a place of love. Still knowing my boundaries, but I will speak with him from a place of love and respect and explain the situation and get it resolved. So...
2: And I, I just had this epiphany, like when you were sharing that, you know, I, I, I was following this Qigong teacher and he talks about, let's say you get stuck in a looping thought or you're in a situation of tension with some other people. Mm -hmm. He talks about just going out of the environment and maybe going for a walk or doing some quick movement exercise. Yes. Yes. And. What what we're doing is you're you're releasing that energy not only on a mental level by saying I acknowledge you yes. I'm aware yeah. I release but also on a physical level before it gets locked in your body mm-hmm. by just going for that run or doing some qigong you're yes. allowing your body to release it because it's it, it's manifesting on on some level in your body mm-hmm. you know and I don't think I was raised necessarily knowing how to manage relationships that had that kind of mm-hmm. level of tension mm-hmm. and i i what i witnessed was often um probably unhealthy communication growing up and so as i got older I, it's almost like you're on autopilot you don't know any different
0: very true and when
2: you're in a difficult situation i would find myself either pushing it coming in with aggression and Right. Voicing what I
0: thought was
2: my right. Yeah. Or shut away and completely denying it. Mm -hmm. And
0: neither is healthy. Right. Most of us, I think, are brought up that way. We're not taught how to communicate in a way that is nonviolent, not Mm -hmm. from a place of love and kindness. And again, it, it starts with us. How loving and kind am I with myself? And as I Do my own personal healing, like my book, Humanity's Cry for Change, talks about this too, and many other books talk about it. How essential it is we do our own personal healing, because all of us have gone through trauma and difficulties of some kind. When we can do our own healing, then that can allow us then to be more of a clear vessel for the love energy to come through, and also for us to have a higher vibration. Uh, energetically so there's so much so many benefits to doing our own personal work and in that we can then better approach others uh, but so many of us are not taught i wasn't taught either as a child but i'm grateful for all the teachings and so many books and spiritual leaders teaching what i believe is real truth because really everything is energy. It all boils down to energy. So if I focus on something, it's gonna get bigger. And if I yell at someone, chances are they're gonna yell at me. (laughs) And that's just not an effective way to deal with conflict. You know, there's an incredible book called The Nonviolent Communication with Marshall. I apologize, I don't remember the author's name. That is is an incredibly wonderful, loving way to communicate, especially with conflict.
2: Absolutely, I was going to mention. I, I again, I too forget the name of the author, but there's one particular woman who focuses her coaching around nonviolent communication. Oh, wow. That's and just the other, isn't that? I'll I'll make sure it's in the show notes and share you share with you the information. Just the other day, I was talking to someone on my podcast, and we sort of subtly touched upon communication. And one of them is like, let's say uh, you are making a conscious connection with yourself. Then one of the key ways to uplift yourself is to become aware of how are you speaking of yourself and to yourself.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. The words we use have energy. Yes. And so I, I even say, like, don't use the word hate. I mean, even if it might feel appropriate for a situation, but it it's carries a lot of energy that is, um will bring you down.
0: Yes, so true. It's so important. You're bringing such a great reminder of how important it is to be in awareness, living consciously. How am I talking to myself? I share that a lot with my, my, uh, coaches. I mean, uh, my clients, Hi. I'm, I'm a coach as well. And so I share that yeah. that I think is key. Again, how do we know how we're talking to ourselves unless we are aware? Cause that often is so automatic that we talk in a certain way. We don't even think about it, but then again, we can sh- intercept it and stop and work on ourselves and talk kind to ourselves. And yes, everything has energy and makes an impact not just to us, but to those around us.
2: It does. And again, I I am work in progress. So just a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, he had met me. I may not have been consciously practicing nonviolent communication with myself. And now just the other day, before I hit record, I was telling you I have this cough and I've been so frustrated with the cough that every time I talk about the cough as though it was a real thing with my husband, I'll say, the cough is killing me. I thought the other day, I'm like, oh. I really need to adjust language around
0: this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And well, there's some... Oh, okay. well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh,
2: no, no, no. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say there's, there's certain phrases that people will say without even thinking about it. But really, they have energy. Everything has energy. So let's be mindful on how we talk to ourselves and how do we talk to others. I'm glad that you oh. brought that up. It's so important.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was the other day I was trying to get something done and I said, I was thinking it, but before I could think it, I, I was aware. So I said, I'm going to change the language on this. But I was like, well, I can kill two birds with one stone on it. Yeah. Oh, oh I know. very negative no why why um so I, I came up with some other metaphor but i was suddenly aware i'm like whoa that phrase has a lot of connotations of negativity it
0: does. <laughs> <It
2: does. laughs> yeah so yeah. but as a society we may be unaware and again going back to connections for the holidays i believe you brought up wonderful tips the focus of what, where you're placing your awareness your consciousness Yes. Uh, uh, gratitude approach, um, focusing on the gratitude of what is uplifting you. Yes. Those are, and then meditation. I also love the fact that becoming more present. I call it more of a mindful meditation. So you can yeah. be in nature, and yeah. becoming more present. I think of nature as a vibrational level, which is more in tune with a higher force.
0: Yeah. It so is.
2: When, isn't it? So it is. Sometimes it's just like you're you're in the backyard and just the wind blowing and the the ease with which the flowers are flowing. Yeah. Just those subtle things. Yeah. If you can tune it long enough, it can lift
0: you up. Absolutely, and even like putting your feet, your bare feet on the grass, is so uplifting. And you're just getting the love energy of Mother Earth, or laying on the grass. You know, I don't do enough of that. I hardly ever do. I, I'm do. I I need to do that before the winter sets in. <laughs> but laying and looking up in the sky, or putting our feet on the ground, or just taking a walk, it always is so so connecting. Speaking of connecting, you know. Yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I do grounding. I go in the backyard with my bare feet and walk on the ground. And yeah. it's actually scientifically proven to uh, oh. shift your energy. Um, you're grounding your energy. Yes. And often in modern society, we are really disconnected from the Mother Earth energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it really helps. Well, at least
2: it, it does. It does. Well, any words for our guests. they will have um a means to look or read your book or find your book. But anything else you'd like to share on this topic of conscious connection? Yeah. I,
0: I would encourage people to as best as they as best as they can to truly know the greatness of who they are. If we can really tap into Appreciating ourselves, we can have a greater connection within. And that helps and it ripples out to making connections with others. And to have that connection with the all that is, with God, that can help in a place sometimes when we do get lonely. So I would say start with yourself and certainly to reach out. When you're feeling better within, then you're better able to connect with others who, you know, might want the same thing. And to be also just a reminder to be in tune with their feelings, to really honor and use that as a guidance and trust yourself and start working on that trust. So those are the uh, last words I would just like to share um, along with my website, um, which is a great place to reach me is my my website, joyfulradiance.com. Joyful Radiance. And you can learn about my book. And there's a lot of free articles on there. And if you'd like opt in, I do a once a month, very uplifting article, as well as two free meditations that a person can get if they decide to opt in. And then just, um, you know, feel free to reach out and make a comment if you'd like. I'd, I'd love to hear from people. I love being of service. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Kate. I sincerely appreciate all of your lovely details will definitely be included in the show notes. And I, I look forward to perhaps having you back in the future. There's an appropriate. Uh, Thank you. Well, you were a match for this topic. I so appreciate you.
0: Oh, I appreciate you too. Thank you for having the platform that you do for this wonderful podcast. (laughs)
2: Thank
0: Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have
2: a great day.
1: Thanks for tuning in, sweet soul. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your kind review on Apple Podcast. Simply click on the link in the show notes to leave your lovely feedback and uplift our spirits. Your support means the world to me and helps our show thrive. So please show me your love and continue to practice Omni Mindfulness.